And in Bedford, 36 degrees, Roanoke, 38, Danville, 36, as we have in Appomattox, and Lynchburg is 35 degrees. 706 on the morning jam. I did put a request into CBS. I don't know if it's going to happen because usually we put our requests in by 4.30 a.m., mm-hmm. but we're going to try to get Thane uh, Rosenbaum to talk about Hunter Biden if he's able to do that. Like I said, I usually put the request in earlier, but this was so intriguing that CBS led with Hunter Biden with their uh, with their national I know. News. So Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, by the way, Kevin called in and saying that Sarah was unable is to Is that drive. like our, our Kevin or no, another no, Ke- Kevin? Uh, Kevin O'Brien <laughs> oh, okay. called in and said he knows uh, Sarah. We were talking about her story, you know, riding I, I, a scooter I mean, and stuff. I a super smart lady yeah. and, and does so, a great job there. Only able to ride a scooter. Can't because drive a car, of the accident. The other ac- oh, my like gosh. It. See, that is just like, that's scary. Just really, really be safe out there, Sarah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, that's. I mean, I would love to be back on a motorcycle, but that's one of the reasons that I, I probably. Well, but I mean, let's be honest. If you're, if you're in a little town like Amherst, mm-hmm. I mean, I, w- I wouldn't say it's Mayberry, but it's pretty dang close. Right. You know what are the odds? Well, I'd feel pretty safe tooling around like that. There's idiots everywhere. But honestly, if I had an accident like mm-hmm. that, I don't think I could do. Yeah. I don't think I can be I on two idiots, wheels anymore. I mean, it's the people that people don't, don't pay attention. They don't pay attention. Right. They're on their phones or whatever. And, um, you know, you, you can wipe out a, somebody on a two-wheel device pretty quickly. And I'll, and I'll say this. I hit that deer a week ago yeah. today, and I'm still just as jittery as I can be sure. behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. So I, she's pretty brave to even yeah get around that way. Sure. So, that's yeah, that's crazy stuff mm. right there. All right. Um, so lots of things to take in and do this weekend. Yeah. The uh, Charlottesville Ballet is going to be coming to the Academy, mm-hmm. and they're going to be doing the Nutcracker. That's a classic yeah. that people like to go in and, and, and take in and enjoy. That's coming to the Academy in, in Lynchburg. Are you all doing anything specific? Well, we're, we're actually going to Charlottesville to see the Nutcracker. So it's Why? Kind of, we're kind it's of coming backwards. here. Well, I, I don't ask my wife. She oh, made okay. these plans. You don't you don't make those decisions. Okay. All right. We're, well. do, we're doing that not this weekend, but the following weekend. Okay. So that's your weekend for It's a Wonderful Life. I know. How things Wait, going? You guys gee, are practicing you your little hearts out. You could have gone this weekend to the Nutcracker and then Locally, come, and then but, come but to I, our show next week. I don't think we knew week. that at the time. I well, I, we were planning to come on, come on the show because well, the day was different earlier. But you had some conflicts. Well, yeah, there's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. There. Yeah. Oh. A lot of moving parts. Gee, the phone's ringing. We should probably answer it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 866-916-377. Well. Oh, hello. Yeah. Well, I thought he was there. Well, how long was it ringing? Well, I think he's there now. <laughs> nope, he's not there either. Okay. Maybe he'll call back. Anyway. Yeah, we, we, we planned this out like a while back. You know, before we, you know, knew about some of the changes and obviously I think it is rather, a super busy time of year. It really is to try to plan things and for everybody and all that. You're on the morning jam. Good morning. Third time's a charm. Hey, Mark. Hey. If you're going, uh, going up there to Charlottesville, you need to check out, uh, I think Moore's Head has got a big uh, Christmas display and everything up there. Oh, cool. At Charlottesville. Um, I just wanted to say I got my Christmas gift last night. 
I got to listen to Tucker Carlson and Alex Jones for like an hour and a half. Oh, Lord. Uh, Were you bad? <laughs> no, Were you like on the naughty list? They made you sit down and listen to Alex Jones? And Holy, Tucker. you should sue. <laughs> Obviously well, I mean, not a fan. Know, I can handle Tucker, but I can't handle Alex Jones. Well, t- Tucker's going to be on Megan's, yeah. Megan's show on Monday. Make sure yeah, you catch that. Yeah, he's got a special announcement. Now he's got that, a special announcement. I will watch. Yeah, I'll watch that one because I'm Well, he's I'll got listen. some kind of special announcement, don't he, Mark? Yeah, he does, and we don't know what that is, but Megan Kelly's pretty excited yeah. about it, whatever whatever that is. But, we'll be yeah. watching for that. Yeah, we'll, I, I appreciate Tucker for not being scared of bringing Alex Jones or, or, or you know, the Tate brothers on there, you know, so... He, he brings on people, Candace Owens, he brings them on. And uh, I would not put Candace Owens yeah, and Alex and Jones in the same category. I, I'm sorry, I have no use for Alex Jones. Right. When you deny the murder of children, yeah. and you, you do the disgusting things that Alex Jones, and I don't care if he has been right about some other things. Mm-hmm. I, as a mother, I got nothing for you. Yeah. You're talking about the, so, uh, the elementary school killing. Yeah, Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook was staged, which is disgusting yeah i just can't go there yeah i just i i have no use for him so he was sued for like a billion Mm -hmm. dollars i can't even believe he's he's around yeah you think he'd be in debtor's prison or something yeah but uh they don't have that anymore do they i don't yeah (laughs) yeah they do it's called the white house (laughs) touche janet way to go all right let's get back to good feeling things all right all right um so things you can take in and do this weekend um there are lots of things actually uh santa under the stars that's at timbrook library and that's going to take place today at six o'clock christmas at sedalia that's going to be tomorrow at 10 okay Uh, drive through nativity at tree of life ministries uh that's going on yeah and we have uh, Virginia Christmas Spectacular. That's this weekend. Oh, Thomas Road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, holiday traditions at Old City Cemetery, mm-hmm. Muse- Museums and Arborarium. Yeah. Uh, there's some activities going on at Second Stage in uh, Amherst. They're doing like an art thing mm-hmm. uh, where you, you know, the, the wall hangings that you can go and paint. Yeah. And if you want to do a little something like that. Uh, Soul Town to Motown. Wow. Academy Center of the Arts. That's coming on the 14th mm-hmm. of December. It's a Thursday. There's all kinds of things to take in and enjoy. You know, I used to be on the programming team at Blue Ridge Community Church. Yeah. And uh, I proposed, and I had the umbrella of mercy at the time. They didn't laugh me out, but they snickered. I said, let's, you know, we need to do something to compete against the living Christmas tree is what it was called back then. And I said, let's do the living Christmas hedge, you know, where people pop up out of the hedge and they sing songs, kind of like laughing. Remember how they would open the door and tell jokes? I said, we'll kind of have our own version called the living Christmas hedge. Mm. I'm not getting a response. So Maybe. apparently it didn't land with you either. Well, people are, people, I've got people texting me. <laughs> So I'm trying to figure. I'm trying to take in what they're saying and I, listen to you. Well, I, Avoca's Christmas Open House is, uh, oh, is this yeah. weekend. Yeah, we've heard about uh, that. Saturday yeah. and Sunday, Dale sent that in uh, to us. So. It wouldn't have to be a spectacular. With so apparently you changed ten, your plans because of the original date of second yes, stage. Yes, we did. Aww. Well, I'm sorry, guys. So instead of 110,000 lights, we would have 10 lights. Right. You know, 
that would okay. be the, the the spectacular hedge. Sure. Right, the spectacular hedge. I like it. Yeah. Didn't take off though. Didn't it didn't land. You could have saved them money. Yeah. Well, I just like I can I said, tell you I'm not going to do a a, a hedge. Living <laughs> Christmas hedge. The living Christmas it, hedge. I think with enough people knew about it, it would have so gone that's somewhere. just for people like with vertigo. <laughs> Or something. I just can't be in the upper part of the tree. I wouldn't be able to do that. Well, I almost almost had a taker. That was Nan. She was the lead of the programming team at the time. Pastor Woody's wife, Nan. She's very, very uh, smart lady. And um, why she had me on the team, that's a question question her that. But, um, you know, her and I were big fans of the show Cop Rock. Did you ever Mm -hmm. see the show Cop Rock? It made it for about a year. Yeah, I thought it was I, very and, odd. And yeah. I love musicals, yeah. but I thought it was very strange. Yeah, we both loved that show. Maybe we were, it was before its time. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. But while there was a show that came later that was formatted the same way. In other words, it was like NYPD, the musical. And it was different uh, scenarios. And they would break into music right in the middle of the crime scene. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Yeah didn't make it didn't make Dang. it i've got a lot of shows that i love and they if i love them i, I almost don't want to say it out loud yeah you because don't want to jinx it kids in the hall i felt like that no not kids in the hall um the cool kids the cool kids yeah i, I love that, love that show, yeah that we thought that show was didn't hilarious. happen uh people are, are also sending in other events ben from hurt says claire parker six annual deck the heels Ooh. 5k in alta vista okay taking, there's a lot of things going on in alta vista Dang. well you send us the events we'll talk about them on the air we got more friday funnies on the way we do. It is 716. When the going gets tough, the tough get going, going on. The definition of the word jam. To pack something tightly. A machine seizing or becoming stuck. A sweet preserve made from fruit. A common sense radio talk show. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. Oh man, like what age should you tell your kids that Santa doesn't exist? Here's an answer when you can no longer afford their Christmas list. <laughs> My second kid came out with the worst list. This was his list. He's like, look, Dad, I need a, I need a smartphone, uh, some Air Jordans, and an iPad. I'm like, whoa, player. <laughs> Santa don't do iPads. <laughs> Santa does Legos and action figures. To which he responded, well, I feel like I had a pretty good year, so I'ma keep it on my list. And then we just uncomfortably stared at each other. And finally I was like, well, I'm Santa Claus. I didn't wanna tell you, I was hoping that your friends would tell you and then I would avoid it. But you had backed me into a financial corner with your $3,000 Christmas list. (laughs) Now redo your list and keep it under $150. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. You're a terrible person. Three grand. Yeah. Three grand. I mean, I know there's families out there that one of the presents will be three grand for their child. I can't relate to that. Yeah. And God bless you that you're able to do that. Wrap my head around it. Um, yeah. But for three thousand dollars, 
if you had a whatever three, happened okay. to the day that that you got the wish list slapped down in front <laughs> right. of you and it's like Santa's got 150 bucks to spend. And that, what if know. I gave you a three thousand dollar budget for the meal, for all entertainment? And all the gifts for your kids and your grandkids. Uh, Three thousand would go a long way oh my word. to do all those things. Yeah. You probably would still bring it in under budget. Yeah. Good. You know? With a little with a little planning and creativity. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, if you have not listened to uh, Sustainable Living with Glenn Boblitz, we're talking about that a little bit this week. Oh, how to how to have a sustainable you know wonderful christmas mm-hmm. without just breaking the bank right right and you know what kinds of things you can do mm-hmm. and and it, it just ended up being a really great show it airs eight o'clock wiqo sunday mornings uh, you could also find it on spotify uh if you go to sustainable living mm-hmm. on uh, facebook yeah. you can get like even a sneak peek there and for those of you that are like outside of the listening area of wiqo go to the app store and and get our app you can virginia talk radio network us Mm-hmm. And you can listen to W. You'll have to do the WIQO icon now right. when you do that. Do the one hundred point nine WIQO, and it's a white, um, you know, it's a white logo, and you'll be able to download that one to be able to listen to the show, or go, you know, at your own convenience and listen to it on Spotify. I've listened to the show. It's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. It's it's. I good. say fun he, because it's. He it's, does. It's, it's good information. Sometimes the topics are kind of heavy. Right. Uh, this this show this week is is certainly you know on the lighter side, right. and we were talking about you know the things that you've given and and how when you think about Christmases in the past, very seldom does it ever come down to a three thousand dollar anything. Right. It it the memories have to do with a lot of other things, mm-hmm. not not that. True. Well, you know, a lot of people are going to be traveling this holiday season. Uh, some of us travel better than others. <clears throat> some of us don't fly well. I know. That'd be me. Right. Um, so I was very curious when I saw an article that said, is there a safest seat on an airplane? If In you're, case of it, like, crash? Well, if you're a nervous flyer, like mm-hmm. like I am, you might be, you know, curious right. about that. Uh, is it a window seat statistically more secure than an aisle seat? Does being seated in or near an exit row help? And what about the front versus the back of the plane? Are these things you've ever thought about? I've heard survivors of accidents tend to be in the back of the plane. Hmm. Um, now, it depends on what kind of accident. And, and secure means a lot of things. It could be like in case of a crash or just the comfort of... Turbulence, right. Or or turbulence. Yeah, turbulence can can be a big... Yeah, it's a big thing. Uh, One of the most thorough and frequently cited studies on the topic is an investigation by Time that analyzed 35 years of data Hmm. from the FAA's aircraft accident database. Okay. The reporters looked at incidents that had survivors and fatalities and for which seat charting information was available. That left them with a subset of 17 flights between 1985 and 2000. This was a 2015 investigation. Mm -hmm. With that data in mind, Time reported that seats in the back were slightly safer Mm -hmm. with a 32% fatality rate as opposed to 39% in the middle and 38 up front. So you don't want to be in the middle. Yeah, that's where the wings and the fuel are. Mm-hmm. Taking into account the position within the row, the study found the best chance of survival came with the rear middle seats, where nobody wants to be. Right. 
Been there. So the best chaser came with the rear middle seats, even though... That's interesting. The worst was aisle seats in the midsection. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the rear, or if you're in the, the middle seats in the rear, you're that's better. Right. Okay. All right. They did acknowledge there's a bit of randomness involved. Of course, the chance of dying in an aircraft a- accident have less to do with where you sit and more to do with the circumstances surrounding the crash. Mm-hmm. If the tail of the aircraft takes the brunt of the impact, the middle or front passengers may fare better. Uh, survival was random in several accidents. Those who perished were scattered irregularly, mm-hmm. it said. I don't know that that's something I want to think about as I'm yeah, getting on yeah, a, I'm not a, an airplane. I'm thinking if you pick the exit seat, mm-hmm. okay, you have some comfort like, okay, I'll be the first one out. <laughs> Right. Instead of opening the door and say, come on, everybody, Ch- women and children first. Wow. Now, I'm, I'm, th- I'm thinking like Michael Scott or who was it, George Costanza, when the when the what? clown went nuts or something? No, or the, when the fire came the and fire he knocked came. everybody he knocked out of the way. Yeah, I, that sounds I right. Be, I don't want to be that guy. They do say before you start letting any of these studies influence where you sit, you got to remember that your seat location is only a small and pretty random factor. Yeah. Uh, in the equation so i wouldn't spend a whole lot of time yeah, i mean the exit analyzing seat, that you're going to have more leg room going down <laughs> if that <laughs> makes it better for well, you and here's then the pick thing the exit seat. is that something i want to survive i don't right. know that it is right exactly you yeah. know well maybe i want to be in the middle well maybe we want to remember you just as you are right exactly <laughs> just like the just song the way you were 727 you're on the morning jam good morning good morning mark good hey bob morning, hi in light of today's headlines, and it being Friday's funny, here's an old story for you, which is more prevalent today. And it goes like this. Okay. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. You are on flight first. There are no human pilots <gasps> aboard. We are artificial intelligence. We are cruising presently oh, no. at 35,000 feet. Mm-mm. But do not worry. Nothing can go wrong. <laughs> go wrong. Go wrong. Go wrong. Go wrong. <laughs> uh, at that point, the, the plane is descending. That's right. <laughs> exactly. And everybody's screaming into the night. Oh, my yeah. word. Oh, goodness. Uh, that, thing is, that thing's about 40 years old. Is it really? Yeah. That's crazy. That, that could be our future, couldn't it? It yeah. could be. Mm. No, well, thank you. What, what, what is cruise control on an airplane? Isn't that anything but AI? Yeah, I mean, it, well, yeah, the autopilot, yeah. I guess so. Which basically flies the plane once they get it up, you know. I yeah. mean, it's all locked into where they're supposed to be going, all the coordinates. Boy, we, you know, we heavily rely on, like you say, AI already in a sense. Back in the day when I was flying military uh, uh, jaunts, going to pet post and stuff, uh, I'd flown several times. But when I went out of LaGuardia in New York, mm-hmm. I mean... That was a shocker, because most aircraft, you know, they'll take off, and it's a, it's a slow, well, not slow, it's a fast climb, but it's, it's, it's uh, the angle of attack is real slow. Mm-hmm. But you can know, LaGuardia, I'm, we're flying up, and it gets the wheels up, and all of a sudden, that plane's almost vertical. I'm going straight <laughs> up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, those... I, mean, I'm, I feel like I'm laying down almost in the aircraft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but those were the days, and they yeah. were fun mm-hmm. days. Well, have a good weekend, my friend. Hey, you too, y'all. <laughs> Take care. Trucker Bob out there. You know, uh, I've 
I've had some friends that were flight attendants and new pilots, and they were telling, and I think I've said this on the air, that Roanoke is one of the most difficult to land and take off because I it's a, it's a soup that. bowl with the mountains around it. Oh, yeah, maybe you have. And when the fog comes in, that's yeah. why our plane turned around in North Carolina and headed back to Florida, and we Didn't ended up dri- land there. driving home. They were halfway when they, or more than halfway, when they realized the fog isn't lifting and they, they can't land. Mm. So Roanoke's one of those, you kind of drop them in and hope the conditions are right. So. Wow. Well, coming up, we've got WDBJ7 on mm-hmm. the way. We'll take a look at your forecast as we get you into the weekend. Um, also, next half hour, five and nine will be coming your way. And an astronaut shares his 30-second rule for boosting productivity. Okay. I think we can all learn from I think this. we can take off. Mm. Do that story next, 731. Bedford has 36 degrees right now. Danville has 36, as does Appomattox, Lynchburg 35, and Roanoke 38. Are we going to climb out of those 30s? I, I don't like that number. You don't? I like it four or five. Okay. I can I can live with 40s. Yeah. You know. I mean, look, when we have the wood stove rolling, mm-hmm. I'm good. And today it's pretty comfortable in here. Yeah, it's decent. It's it's I not don't know. we're not burning up or anything. It's good. I've heard that we hired a private investigator <laughs> yeah. uh, to find out where the thermostat is that the, actually the affects actual the room ther- that right. we're in. Yeah, and it's nowhere to be found. We think it's on the other side of the wall. That's where I think it, it is. In the next door. In the occupant. garage. Yeah. yeah, that's where I think it is too. So you know. Well, after viewing the uh, weather forecast and the recommendations of the Bedford County Department of Fire and Rescue, Bedford County officials have decided to extend the outdoor burn ban to December the 11th. According to the U.S. Drought Manager, Bedford is in a severe drought. They say no rain is in the forecast on Friday and Saturday. Winds are expected to be gusty. There is rainfall expected on Sunday. An outdoor burning would be legal on the 12th, according to the Bedford County officials. The ban was issued nearly a month ago due to extremely dry conditions. Until the ban is lifted, it's illegal to burn brush, leaves, etc. outside. Also against the law to maintain fires outdoors. That includes fire pits and or campfires. The ban also includes the town of Bedford as well. Okay. Well, the town of Vinton is getting some help. When it comes to revitalization, Vinton received a $500,000 grant from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, the Brownfield Program, for the year 2023 and 2024. The U.S. EPA's Brownfield Program is a federal grant which helps local governments redevelop properties. Typically, the properties have prior manufacturing or hazard material use. The town of Vinton previously received the uh, Brownfield grant for $300,000. Uh, They will use this grant over the next five years to continue redevelopment and revitalization efforts for the community. A former mayor of the town of Amherst wants to give the town 22 acres of land, but it comes with a catch. It has to be used as a park. Now town council is debating about whether or not to accept the land. A couple of the town council members are not fully on board to accept it. The former mayor, Paul Kilgore, was surprised Naively, I thought that giving your hometown 22 acres would be that would be protected as a park for recreation and green space would be welcomed and appreciated by the town council. Sadly, it appears that next Wednesday night, this council may turn down the gift. 
I just hope that between now and then, enough town citizens will make their voices heard and tell council that they want this park. However, town council member Mike Driscoll said he thinks the town will vote in favor of accepting the land. The offer came up. It's a fantastic offer. We have the opportunity to finally have a park in the town of Amherst. The land is located right across from Amherst County High School, and the town council plans on making a decision on December 13th. Those in favor of accepting the offer hope to create a park with walking paths and a small amphitheater. Mm. Around the park, economic activities develop. We'll have businesses that will be close to the park. If the land is accepted, it will become a uh, come with a conservation easement, meaning the land cannot be developed for more than a park. Driscoll said, this is why one council member is against accepting the land and they would rather develop the land or have other ideas for it. I will say I've heard a lot of buzz online about this mm-hmm. uh, because I live in Amherst. And some people are concerned about the cost of of upkeeping a park. Mm-hmm. It, it's not cheap. Right. It's It does, does come with some expense. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like 1,200 people, I think, in the town of Amherst. Yeah. yeah. So what is that going to do as far as how are you going to maintain it? How are you going to pay for it? So I think those are the questions. That need to be answered. I don't yeah. think there's anybody that doesn't want a park mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of people that would love to have a park there but you know it's also for the town it doesn't really i mean i guess county people could go as well mm-hmm. but uh yeah there's there's a lot more to it than just saying oh yeah we're gonna do it right. you know if you don't have a budget for it yeah you have to you, you have gotta, to maintain stuff like that I so mean, I, you know i think there's a couple itself. people are just pumping the brakes saying we need to make sure we yeah. can do do this cover they're not poo-pooing the idea right yeah. yeah just gotta gotta make sure that you can do the right thing with it so so a long-standing christmas tradition in rockbridge county is back for the 76th year rockbridge christmas baskets provide food and toys to families in need in in the county lexington uh and buena vista volunteers will be packing more than 1800 boxes Wow, this weekend, and they're looking for some volunteers. They need some help. It's Saturday is packing day, and it begins at the Virginia Horse Center at 8 a.m. Say it takes about four hours to do the whole thing. Logistically, they uh, help transport all kinds of things throughout the year, 80,000 pounds of food. Uh, Yeah, wow. And uh, lots of toys and blankets uh, will be distributed during this day. Now, not 80,000 pounds of food will that day go out. But uh, they need help getting these baskets ready. So if you want to be part of that, again, it's about a four-hour commitment. Begins at the Virginia Horse Center at 8 a.m. this Saturday. North Carolina authorities are investigating the violent death of a Danville man that happened over the weekend. The Caswell County Sheriff's Office says that 26-year-old Joshua White was shot and killed on the morning of December 2nd in Pelham, North Carolina. Due to the investigation still being active, authorities say details are limited, at least at this time. Anyone who has information that might help with the investigation are asked to contact the Caswell County Crime Stoppers. So we had two headlines. We had a Danville man shot and killed in North Carolina. Then we had a Lynchburg man who was arrested and charged with first-degree murder in North Carolina. Yeah. I don't like these headlines. I don't either. And it seems like we get more and more of them. Mm. So, up, up, and away, my beautiful uh, 
space rocket you had a story about well we have a story about a, an astronaut yeah it's who, kind of a creepy picture it's like he's looking <laughs> inside he's in space <clears throat> yeah so maybe he's, he's the outside the what space like. station or something uh this astronaut is sharing his trick for boosting uh productivity he's mike mamissino mm-hmm. says the lessons he learned in space not only helped him better handle mistakes hmm but improved his productivity and his focus. Okay. You know, we all make mistakes. Yeah. But it's how you respond to them mm-hmm. that can be the difference right. in success or failure or moving forward or staying stuck. Former NASA astronaut, author of Moonshot, an astronaut's guide to achieving the impossible, says the lessons he learned in space not only helped him handle his mistakes, but he's a better person because of it. Okay. Before becoming an astronaut, when I would fail at something or not do something well, I would ruminate on it for a very long time. I would lose focus and almost check out. Wow. For example, if I failed my qualifying exam when I was a student in grad school and I had about I had about a week of misery, just down in the dumps, just Thanks. unproductive. Yeah. Same strategy does not work when you're an astronaut. <laughs> Due to the complexity of the job and the level of focus it requires, you're sure. going to make mistakes. Yeah, uh, You've got to learn to deal with them and maintain your focus. If something goes wrong, especially if you're in space, you don't have hours, days, or weeks to dwell on it. No, you don't. So he adopted a 30-second rule, which means something different in our house. 30 seconds means you've got about that much time to pick it up before Baxter grabs it and eats it. That's what that means at <laughs> our house. That's the ninja kid. That's the ninja, the food ninja. <laughs> yeah. uh, give yourself 30 seconds of regret or remorse, How about he says. That? I kind of like that, actually. It's okay to be ticked off at yourself. Yeah. It's better than denying your mistakes, mm-hmm. which leads to much bigger problems and is a sign of an ego problem. But then you got to get back in the game. Yeah. What you do during those 30 seconds will make all the difference. And he shared a story about when he was working on the Hubble Space Telescope. Kind of a big project. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's not like a little something. <laughs> no, it's not. He stripped a bolt head. Oh, gosh. Wow. While repairing, uh, making a repair, the crew didn't have a backup part. Let's just go down to the hardware store. He said it was it's hard to do when you're in space. Uh, it's I hear such Mars a simple, has a really good home depot. Right. <laughs> it's such a simple task. We literally had backups for everything else, and I knew it could be a game changer. Sure. To get regret out of his system, he hmm. went all in for 30 seconds. I called myself every name in the book. In that moment, I told myself I was the worst astronaut ever. This is the stupidest thing you've ever done. Why in the hell did you use a power tool? Right. Now wow. we'll never know if there's life in the universe. <laughs> this wow. is going to be my legacy. Wow. My children are going to be known as the children of the person who destroyed the future of astronomy and the Hubble Space Telescope. He was well, a bolt stripper. He really went all in. <laughs> he said, beating yourself up has one caveat. Uh, keep it to yourself. Interesting. Do not vocalize any of it. You'll scare people if they can hear you. Have your rant. Finish up the last few seconds by telling yourself that you're never going to let that happen again. Right. Then it's flushed and you got to move on. I like it. it. It's good. It's very good. Because my thing is, if you make a mistake, you learn from it. It's not a mistake. You're yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. After you've acknowledged it, you mm-hmm. got to, got it, and you've gotten the emotion out of it, 
um, he said his, the this step was referred to. You, make sure you don't compound the problem. Okay, it's called Hoot's Law. Hoot's Hoot Law. Gibson was known for saying, "No matter how bad things may seem, you can always make them worse." Worse, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, when you make a mistake, don't try to rush and make up for it. I wonder if Hoot knew Murphy. Oh, from uh, Murphy's maybe. Law. Maybe <laughs> he said, uh, "Moving quickly or trying to figure it out on your own can be a recipe for disaster." The best way to recover from a mistake is to be deliberate. Slow down mm-hmm. so things don't get worse. Right. Don't break something else or exacerbate the problem. You don't want to add problem B before you can solve problem A. That's true. Oh, uh, lean into trust. He said uh, moving requires trust. What mm-hmm. I remembered was trust. Trust your fear. Trust the machine is going to work for you. Trust your training. Uh, your name wasn't picked out of the hat. Mm-hmm. Trust your team. Trust yourself. Trust helped me get out of these situations that could be a bit scary. Very, very no, good that's, stuff. That's good stuff. It is good stuff. The name of his book, in case you're wanting to read it, Moonshot, A NASA Astronaut's Guide to Achieving the Impossible. Well, I like it. I'll tell you, those those astronauts are just, they're geniuses in so many levels. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like when you... When I realized what what surgeons do when they have to do surgery and they have to um, cut bones and that kind of thing, I mean, those guys have to be precise. Mm-hmm. You know, they they you can't mess around with that kind of well, stuff. Well, and the thing about it is, there's so many more na- astronauts than we think there are. Right. Because we don't know the names of that many astronauts, but it takes a lot of astronauts to run the NASA program. Yeah, sure it does. So, like, I've never heard of this guy before. I wonder who makes their meals. Think you could get in line? I think they're in a little fall packet. It's time for Janet's <laughs> Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Good, good give her five minutes, and no. she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. You could be right, Janet. Yeah. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at F&L Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg. I was by there yesterday, and boy, do they have some great deals right now. If you're looking to buy a Christmas ham, Christmas turkey, that is the place you need to go. Mm-hmm. I picked up one of each. And uh, the prices are absolutely amazing. Now, I did a survey not that long ago asking you what kind of recipes you wanted as we moved into the holiday season. Many of you said you wanted like little appetizers. I'm suppo- I suppose that's things to take to parties and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, today's recipe falls just in that category. Uh, it is an appetizer, but it's something a little bit different. I think you'll like it. Uh, this is a cheesy thumbprint cookie, only it's savory. Hmm. And it has a bourbon tomato jam Can in the I say middle. something? You brought me a savory cookie just I the did. other day that was very good. I, I, I stretched it out. I took a whole hour to eat it. Yes. Yes. It was very good. That one was, and that was kind of in the same family okay. uh, as this, only this has a tomato bourbon jam on it. Oh, jeez. How about that? Yikes. Bear, are you listening? Mm. Uh, so you're going to chop your grated cheese roughly and mix it with rosemary and a little jalapeno. Then you're going to, um, or, or you can use your food processor mm-hmm. if you if you want to do that. Okay. In a large bowl, you're going to put your uh, softened butter, a little bit of sugar, salt, and cream, and get it all mixed together. Add the cheese and herb mix and mix it thoroughly. I like to use my Cuisinart for this because it comes together a lot quickly, but you don't have to use that. Uh, then in a separate bowl, mix together your flour and uh, your butter cheese mixture, form it into a dough. And you're going to cover it and chill it in the fridge for about 30 minutes. In the meantime, you're going to want to make your bourbon tomato jam 
because when you pull that out, slice them, put your thumbprint in, you're going to fill it with this delicious mixture, mm. which you're going to put together into a, uh, a, a pan on top of your stove. Uh, one pound of cherry tomatoes halved, some sugar, some cider vinegar, some chili flakes, some garlic, a little bit of diced onion, a pinch of cumin, some kosher salt. You're going to let all of that cook down until this beautiful jamminess. And then you're going to add three tablespoons of bourbon mm. and let it cook in, until it's this beautiful jam-like substance that you're going to put in the middle of that and uh, after you bake it. It's really delicious. Yeah. It's, it's not as complicated as it might sound. If you'd like to try this savory cookie, you can go to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share, along with the one that I just brought to Mark yeah. the other day. That's on there as and well. Can I just make a suggestion? Yeah. If you eat the one that you gave me the other day, mm-hmm. eat the pecan, save the middle, and eat it last. Because it gives you a whole different taste. Right, it does. Because that I is didn't, true. I didn't, I ate around the pecan and I saved the pecan and then what little cookie was underneath it, and it was like eating two different things. Right, and if you want to look that one up, it's a cheddar pecan bite yeah. that we shared. I think the week of Thanksgiving, yeah. but that is delicious. Yeah, it, it tastes really like is. a cheese straw has a little bit of cayenne mm-hmm. in it. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah, we'll be back. It is seven fifty one. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. So I asked for something for Christmas this past year and it didn't work out. I, uh, I have a bunch of records, a bunch of vinyl records that I have accumulated over the years, but somehow... Many, many years ago, I lost my record player. I don't know what happened, just up and disappeared. So this year for Christmas, I asked my wife, can I please have a turntable for Christmas? And I'm not kidding you, this is what she said to me. I don't know why you would want that. You never listen to your records. (laughs) Never mind, just never mind. I love my wife, she's a lovely lady. Uh, We've been married for almost 23 years. And uh, thanks, and uh, I think that math is right. I'm not good at math. And, uh, but uh, I can't tell you the secrets to being happily married, but I can tell you that you do need to find a partner that both of you are willing to utter this phrase to one another. Uh, I'm gonna need you to come look at something for me. times have we had that conversation mark came in the other day and he was like he was like look at my finger do you see it and he had a little splinter in it and i said yeah i see it and he goes that little thing hurts like the devil right so so we went and got the got the needle and of course he's wanting to look and i'm like don't look yeah no i can't just don't look just Just let me do what i need to do put novocaine in it first and and don't and don't look (laughs) i mean this is like a big brawny man right right and so i so i got in there and and got it out and he was like wait what did you did you get it right and i said yeah I, i got it and he was like Okay, you're my official splinter person from now on. Right. Let me. I wanted to tell you a, about a, a story, and I'll I'll share it on the air because you know I feel like you guys are my family too. Um, so I've told you about the running joke with my children, particularly Bryce, who will take my 
my thanks pumpkins at Thanksgiving and he'll, you know, rearrange the letters so it says skank or... (laughs) No, I would have remembered that. No, I didn't know that. He's a terrible child. I love it. He'll sneak things into my nativities, you know, and then it'll take me days to find them and things like like that. Uh, Yeah, Abby helped him last year, (laughs) made another pumpkin with an O on it. Right. I went around for like two days with stank hoe on my mantle and didn't know it. <laughs> instead of instead of thanks, which is what it was supposed to say. Um, so yesterday I'd sent this thing out to 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 Bailey, um, and it was a meme where it says my mom still hasn't noticed, and it took me a minute to figure figure it out. But if you look very carefully, the the kid has slipped a Yoda into the nativity. <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh. And, and you know, I've got nativities in every room of my of right. my because I go a little over the top with decorations. But it does look very um, worshipful. Yes, yes, and, and and very somber in that yeah. pose, which is much better than the one Bailey sent me afterwards, where she said, "I sent him this one uh, to Bryce yesterday in the hopes that he would pull this off before Christmas." And it's one that says, "My mom was not thrilled that I replaced everyone in the nativity scene with hot dogs." And so, oh my gosh, I would that be just so looks angry. Interesting. They just do it to annoy me, right? Right. But <laughs> it does make for a fun Christmas. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, uh, you gotta have a little fun with it, you know. I never know. What one year he put um, little Rabbi Fufu in there, mm-hmm. which was a horribly made ornament from mm-hmm. a long time ago, right? But just kind of nestled him in between, like the the donkey, yeah. and the cow, yeah. Like nobody would notice. I think I've told this story about nativities. All the nativity scenes Chris Weigel had when his daughter Evie was just young. She was probably four years old. He came in and like all the nativity scenes were on the floor. And he said, honey, what are you doing? And she had one predominant nativity scene here. And then she took all the other ones and lined them up in a line. And he goes, what's going on? He goes, well, that's the nativity scene. And everybody in line right there, they're waiting to pay to get in to look at the nativity. She had taken all the other nativity characters, the donkeys, oh, you know, wow. <laughs> Joseph and stuff, and lined Jeez. them up in a big line so they could go pay to see the uh, nativity. I love it. And, and it was that's, just that's very pretty creative. funny. Yeah. Uh, she's like 16 now. Liz said, is that what I have to look forward to? You're listening yes, to the Virginia if you're lucky. Talk Radio